The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Riley, unfortunately, isn't here for this episode, so that means I am your host for this one, and Nick, obviously, is joining me. Nick, mate, how's things? Yeah, mate, going well, thank you. That's the way you're feeling older and wiser? Yeah, mate, I'm uh, caught up to you now. Yeah, both old blokes now, getting on. Fantastic. Um, Yeah. Look, I thought we'd start the potty off a little bit different. Obviously, the news has come out this afternoon of the first team list for the preseason challenge for the week one. Um, so I thought we'd just quickly run through who we've identified as players to watch for these games and what role they're going to be playing before we get into our three teams that we're focusing on for this podcast, which will be the Broncos, Seagulls and the Warriors. So I suppose without further ado, we'll move into it. Um, the important players I've got listed here... The first game is the Bulldogs versus Storm, which is Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, I've got down Drew Hutchison starting at number seven, um, Sam Hughes starting front row, Liam Knight's on the bench for that one, so we'll just have to see how they go together with that combination. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen starting fullback for the Storm, and Trent Lee Arrow is starting lock, which may indicate potentially Sean Bloor might start on the edge with Liero moving back to the middle as it's been reported. So I suppose another one in there is Blake Taff. He's starting fullback, but that's pretty yucky. I don't think anyone should be really interested in Blake Taff, um, even if he does get a starting spot. Um, Moving on to the next game will be the Knights versus Sharks, or do we want to talk about the All-Star game before that? Hey, whatever you want. All-Star game if you want. Uh... Just to let people know who's... um. Who's not going to be selected for trials and considered for trials this weekend, I suppose? Yeah, well, obviously in that uh, first game you mentioned, Josh Curran is uh, and Josh Adokar as well are in the Indigenous team. Um, so, yeah, obviously they're missing for that. And that's why um, I guess maybe Sam Hughes has got the the start there. or And obviously they've got some uh, outside backs in their, in their team as well. Um, do you want me to run through the full list for the Indigenous team, mate? Yeah, why not? Rightio. you got Trell Mitt, fullback. Joshy Carr and Carm Ferreira on the wings. Uh, the Hammer and Stags in the centres. Trindle with Hines. Harsh combination of the Sharkies there. Mm. Uh, you got Big Shaq Mitchell up front with Josh Kerr. Uh, Kieran Mosley at hooker. Adam Elliott and Josh Curran are playing edge and Jermaine Hopgood, Locke, uh, Bailey Butler, Brian Kelly, uh, Peru, and Beyonde Odo on the bench. Very nice, very nice. Well, I might you got, do you want to go through the other team? Yeah, I'll go through the Mary one. Marys. Uh, so Jesse, Jesse Arthurs is at fullback, so he's not considered for the star-studded Broncos team that we'll get to shortly coming up against my Cowboys. Not looking forward to that game. Uh, Jojo Fafita, Dane Gagai, uh, Matt Timiko, and Adam Pompey are the rest of the back five. Nick Arima and Jerome Hughes are in the halves. You've got Royce Hunt, Leo Thompson starting in the front row with Brandon Smith at hooker. Uh, Britton, Nicara, Kenny Bromwich are on the edge 
with big Joseph Tabney at lock. On the bench, they've got Jazz Tavanga, Trey Mooney, Xavier Wilson, and Dylan Walker. So all those players are not available to be selected for their actual club teams this week. So if you're wondering why you can't see a player that you're interested in not participating part of the uh, preseason week one challenge, then that's because they are in the All-Star game. So we'll move on to the next preseason challenge game, which is the Knights first Sharks, Saturday, 12.45 p.m. Um, did you want to go through players there, Nick, to see who you're keeping an eye on, I suppose? Um, I guess I'll be keeping an eye on maybe Tom Jenkins, but... Uh, playing that wing spot. Um, he's a little bit expensive, though, in fantasy at 426k, but see how he goes. Obviously, they've got their um, Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings in the halves, which is probably what we expected anyway. Um, yep. Mapapalangi in the centres, obviously with Gagai playing in the All-Stars game. So I'll just be interested to see how he goes. Um, if he plays well, he might be able to push his way into the team somehow. They might put you know, shuffle their back line around. Um, yeah, maybe go in for a, a Jenkins potentially. Yeah, or they you can always push Gagai to the wing. I know he's really mm. good at centre, but he's played wing in the past. Um, yeah. Dylan Lucas as well, maybe on that edge. See how he goes there. Yep. Um, in the Sharkies team, um, obviously Iro in the centres there. Yes. See how he goes um, because a lot of people obviously have him in their team at the moment. I'm um, just going to see if he's actually, you know, up to NRL level, which I'm sure he probably is. So if he comes out and kills it, um, you know, maybe it's worth sticking him in your emergencies as a center if you if you think he's going to win that spot. Um, apart from that, I'm really not interested in too many other Sharks players, if I'm being honest. Kay Dykes at the back, though, he he um, apparently is a good player. So just yeah, coming back as well. as well. Yeah. Um, I suppose Iro there starting centre is interesting. You've got Talakai, who is part of the extended uh, reserves, which all these players named will be actually playing. Uh, they're available. So Talakai is there, but we just don't know what that means at this point in time. We won't know pretty much until next week. Um, McInnes is starting lock, which I don't know if that's good, considering this is their second team pretty much, or a lot of players in this team might be either considered their first starters. So... McInnes maybe might be on the bench, which isn't great for him if you were considering him. Um, but we can wait and see what occurs next week. Um, the Roosters versus Eagles is the next trial, which is also on Saturday, and that is at 2.45 p.m. Um, players I'm considering looking at um, for this one would be Satili Tupanua, who has been named to start on the edge. Angus Crichton's on the bench. Uh, Terra May's on the bench as well. I've spoken about him a little bit. Uh, with his PPM capabilities. Uh, Tommy Talao starting centre. Burbo, Ben Trevojevic starting on the edge after his hat-trick in the first half last week against a very uh, weak and young Rabbitohs side. Um, Nathan Brown starting lock. And Josh Schuster is on the bench. Now, I don't know I don't know if you've got the team list in front of you, Nick Siwa Wong. Yeah, he's in the extended. He's on the extended, right. So he'll be playing. He's with Manu... Watson. Manu, Connor Watson, and yeah, so they'll be playing at yeah. some point. It's interesting. Do you think do you think Manu will play in the centers and Suali'i goes to the wing 
for Tupo, or will they just move Billy Smith out when it comes to the t- round one? I'd be putting like, Daniel Tupo is a good player. Like he's been around for a while, but I reckon still that he's better on the wing, and Billy Smith's a pretty good centre, and they've just re-signed him. I'm pretty sure as well. So mm. and Manu's leaving. Manu and Suwili are leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon they might be trying to maybe give Billy Smith a go. I know he's been hampered by injuries throughout his career thus far, but yeah. It looks like, yeah, uh, Statili Tupanua's got the uh, first crack at the edge spot there over Angus Krynen, Siwa Wong. So that's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and this side here, like it's pretty much very close to the Roosters side um, to what they're going to be running out with, I would assume, for their Vegas uh, round one game. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of these uh, Vegas teams are playing their strong sides this week, except for... Manly by the looks of them. Yeah, Manly don't have a lot there that would be in their team, I don't think. No. Um, maybe Tommy Talao, but probably not if he's not playing in this. So that's not great. Ben yeah. Travojevic, maybe. he might. They might be comparing him and Schuster there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rightio. Well, we'll move on to the next one. Eels versus Raiders, Saturday at 4.55 p.m. Um who you're looking at here. I've got Bailey Simonson, Morgan Harper. They're both starting in the centers. It'd be interesting to see what side they're starting on. If one's on the right, maybe the player that's on the left would potentially be in the front for that role because Penasini plays on the right. Also on saying that though, they might actually just be playing both of them to see how they perform. They might even swap sides at different points of the game because it's pretty much a battle between both of them at the moment to see who's going to get that starting center spot up. Um, any other players, mate, that you're interested in from this game? There's a few here that I've got. Well, Brendan Hands is starting hooker, which is interesting. Joey Lossick's nowhere to be seen, even in the extended. So, yeah, not sure what that means. Uh, I'm I, sure I Lane's know. starting edge as well. Yeah, with Hands, like, I don't know. I I feel like they're maybe just giving him a go this week and then Lussick might be there next week. They'd maybe yeah. just both, both of them go. They're probably just resting Lussick, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of teams do that. But Sean Lane's interesting. I think they want to get some games under his belt before the season starts. So yep. be, that'd be good for us to see see him in action. Um, no one really else from from the Eels that you haven't mentioned already. Yep. Um, there's some, yeah. Obviously, the Raiders have named a uh, interesting team. Mm-hmm. Um, Chevy Stewart at fullback, which is... Uh, Good. He's won the spot. It looks like over at Savage, who's playing wing, but I guess they could swap that during the game. Savage might go back there. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Yep. Um, Kotrick on the other wing. KO Weeks at six, which is probably a good sign with Ethan Strange at seven. So they could potentially just have a shootout there for that spot. Yep. Um, but that's probably good signs for Weeks. Um, Wolford's at hooker with Starling on the bench, which is what we expect, and Danny Levi in the extended. So I know a lot of people had Danny Levi in their emergencies, but it doesn't look like he's going to get a run. But, you know, you never know. That could change. Um, yeah, you never know. But, get yeah. Rid of him, yeah. but that, that's about it. Yeah, I've never had him. No. Danny no. Levi? No. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, mate, for the Raiders, unless there's anyone else in these two teams. No, mate, you've literally covered all the players I had listed, so all good. Um, we'll move on. Rabbitohs versus Dragons. Big game, this one. Uh, both teams are pretty much almost at full strength. Uh, which is good. This game's at 7.05 p.m. on Saturday night. Um, the players I'm interested in watching here are Tavita Totola starting front row, just to see what how many minutes he'll get. Um, I don't expect all these players to get a lot of minutes, but um, 
just to see how his PPM is for that time while he's out there, because that'd be very important. Cameron Murray as well. Want to watch him. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, see how his combination is with Ben Hunt. See if they're sharing the kicking duties as we've spoken about. And actually, if he'll be goal kicking, because if he is, just adds to his... um. To his fantasy prospects, uh, Dylan Egan as well, who we've mentioned as a potential cheapie making a, a start and the team's actually on the bench at this point. So wait and see how they go. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth's on that edge, but uh, news coming out today, potentially Luciano Leilua wants to go to a Sydney side. He might go to the Red V. Wait and see what happens there. Um, anyway, you, you can go from the Cowboys. Uh, Warriors versus Tigers, <laughs> Sunday, 1 p.m. Um I've only got a couple here as well, really, on these next games. Who who do you see in this one, mate? Mate, I'm not really interested in any Warriors players at all in Classic this season. <laughs> I've got one at the moment. RTS uh, is interesting, though. His first game back. Um, you're interested in one of these Warriors players, eh? Let me, I am. Let me have a guess yeah. who it is. Have a guess, mate. Luke Metcalf? I don't know. <laughs> his name is, I believe his last name, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it. It's Ali Liatau, the starting center. Oh, yeah. Uh, he played one game there last year. We'll talk about him in this potty. Um, but the fact that his name and Rogers there, I think maybe he might get a starting spot. We'll, we'll talk about him uh, as the potty goes on because they're one of the teams that we're focusing on. Um, I suppose, yeah, we've got Roger. Does anyone from the Tigers excite you? Um, not really, but Jane Sullivan's in the half of Aiden Caesar, so Latu Fainu. Um, I'm just seeing if he's in the extended. He doesn't look like it. No, they've got a Lachlan Galvin. I believe he's is he part of their yeah. list? Yeah, he's Lachlan Galvin's on the bench. Half. He's another young half that they've been apparently looking at running in training since we've done our Tigers potty. Yeah, so that yeah, Fainu, a lot of people were sort of interested in him, but obviously he's not got the um doesn't look like he's going to have a crack first week. No. Um, Alex Seyfarth at lock. A lot of people are getting excited about Callum. Are you excited? Oh, I had him in at one point today when I saw the team list and then said, what am I doing? I got rid of him after that. Um, I just have to look at his stats a little bit more in detail and see if I think he's going to get uh, any minutes and what his PPM will be like this year. Um, I'm interested in maybe Asuka Poa because if John Bateman's in the team, you know, there's rumors he might play lock, he might play on the edge. We just don't know. If Asuka Poa starts on the edge, he's I think he's like around 340K. He's only listed as a center at the moment, so he'll get the duel, and he's probably one you can chuck in your centers potentially. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. I've got no one else if you've got anyone. No, mate. I think that's all, all right. good. All right. The big game, Cowboys versus Bronx, Sunday, 3 p.m. This will be a great one. Viliamo Valier, I've got him listed just for shits and gigs. <laughs> Starting centre, shout out to a couple of years ago when Nick said lock in. Um, got a little bit confused, I think. Lock in. Community. Yep. Um, Dean Mariner starting on the wing, but that was, that's because Jesse Arthurs is playing the All-Star game. Um, I think Deloise Hoyt is there as well. Because of Stags. Because of Stags, that's it. Uh, Payne Haas, I'm, I'm watching him. Uh, starting front row, obviously. Brennan Piercora starting edge, watching him. We'll talk about all these players throughout the potty. Uh, Fletcher Baker on the bench, watching him. Um, I was keen to watch Xavier Wilson, but I think I have said that he was in the Mary side. Correct. Yeah, so interesting. 
Um, that's all I've got. There's nothing much. The Cowboys team is a joke. They're going to get destroyed by this Broncos team this week. Just typical, you know, Todd Payton and the Cowboys yeah. franchise. Just thinking they're too good after, you know, one decent season. Yeah, very nice. Okay. Uh, Dolphins versus Titans. Another great classic one here Sunday afternoon, 5.15 p.m. I've got one bloke listed, Tom Flegler starting front row. I couldn't care less about the rest of the players listed. How about Jeremy Marshall King, mate? Uh, maybe. He's back in action. Yeah. Like he could, I don't know who they got on the bench. He might potentially play big minutes this year. How about Herb's Farmworth? I'm not interested in Herbie. He's too expensive. Too expensive for me. I don't want to Fair enough. That. I can't talk into anyone here. No. Uh, I got no one from these. Actually, I've got Jaden Campbell. That's all I've Jake got. Jake Nah, he's on the bench. That's interesting, yeah. actually. They got Bostock and New. So mm. New's in the centers, Bostock's on the yeah. wing. What's going to happen there? Maybe Avrilo might not crack the side straight away. Maybe, yeah. questions a bit more. The Titans team's interesting, isn't it, here? Yeah, it is. I don't know what Desi's doing. Desi's world. Desi's world versus Wayne's world. There's like hardly any first graders actually yeah, I know. playing Aaron Shoot shop. Yeah. Yep. That's Yuck. it. Very yuck. Anyway, that's the preseason week one um, team list. So next week on the potty, we've got a couple more teams to go through with the Roosters and Cowboys. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the how all these players that we've identified here, how they went, if we're happy with their roles, and then also the team list because we'll try and get uh, another potty out, I think, potentially around the same time next week where on a Tuesday so we can actually read the team list and let everyone know what's happening. Um, but let's move into this preseason one. As I said, we're discussing the Broncos, the Seagulls, and the Waz. So let's move to the Broncos first. They have the round 13 bye, which is the first week of the Origin by round periods. The next one is round 16, which is the second week of the Origin by round um, period. And then they've got the round 24 by, which is, I think, week one potentially of finals or week two, depending on how you have it set up um, for your head-to-head players. So, yeah, not not too bad um, for head-to-head, really. I don't think those buys, except for the last one being finals, but at that point, hopefully we've got a, or everyone has a strong squad, not just us. Um, Let's move into our first player that we have listed here, Payne Haas. He's priced at 888, 880, I should say K. I'm giving him an extra 8K there. Uh, Break even at 64. Nick, talk to me, mate. Do you think Payne Haas is a must-have to start with in your team this season? And if not, why? Um, I don't think he's a must-have. Oh, I've um, got an argument. Okay. I do have... I do... I am undecided on whether I'm actually going to select him in my team still. Um, so there's, yeah, obviously pros and cons here of having him. The reasons of not having him, he's at 880K, um, break-even 64 realistically, I don't think you can expect him to average more than that. Or, you know, he might get to 65, 66, but we've never really seen that level from a mid before. Um, And then he goes into origin and he will sort of, I think, taper off a bit. So I do understand the argument of starting with him. Um, But at 880K, I don't think he's, he's 
probably not been above 900k in his in his career on in the fantasy app. I I haven't looked that up, but I assume he wouldn't be. So he's basically nearly at the top of his price point already. Um, so you're not going to make any money out of him. And at the start of the season, I think you're looking for underpriced guns slash keepers if you can. Um, yeah, but you do obviously want a decent captaincy option and vice captaincy option. So people are probably going with Cleary or Hines and then probably Haas would be your safest vice captain option, which I, I understand. Um, yeah. So I think I've covered that I've covered the cons of he's not going to make any money. Um and you know, he he probably might lose money. There's a there's a chance he could lose money for you, which is not going to be great. Um but the pros are he he is the best mid in the game and he's a really good vice captaincy option um and captaincy option if one of your captains can't play. And he also plays in the Vegas games, so he is locked into your team straight away. Um, whereas, you know, if you don't, um, have him in and then something happens to one of your other players, you know, they get injured, like you're planning on having someone else in your team, like Cleary or Hines, or you're saving money up for Yo or something and they're out, um, then you might be in a little bit of trouble, but yeah, for Payne Haas, it, it, it's a toss up. He is highly owned. What's the own, what's the ownership at the moment, Callum? Do you know? 44.3%. Yeah, that that's another risk you you run if you don't take him and he and Correct. he starts well. You're you're against the pack early and it's hard to make up ground. Yeah, um, which we have talked about. But do you want to talk about that maybe as your reason why you're going to take him or? Well, that is part of my reason that I think you just got to follow the pack, especially with someone who is the gun and the middle forward position. Um, I haven't had him out. I have thought, how am I going to fit in a gun center? I can do it another way without getting rid of Payne Haas. I just feel like if you're not going to go Payne Haas, you have to have Cleary and Hines combination because I feel like you have to have two established guns set there. But I understand people saying, for instance, value pick, a value pick this year is a Murray. And I'm hoping, I don't know if I can at this point have a Haas and a Murray in my team. If I could, it would be unbelievable. Um, but I that like that's... that player for me, Cameron Murray, he is the clear one at the moment who is the value, who is cheaper. Um, but I just, looking at it, it's probably a little bit um, selfish on my behalf. I didn't start with Payne Haas. I'm only thinking of myself here. I didn't start with him last year, couldn't get him in, and I don't want to miss out on him again. As simple as that, because I've had him every other year, and he's just, he's the set and forget. You don't have to worry about him. He goes out there and scores. If he has a bad game, what, he scores a 50? Next week, he scores an 80, and it equals it out pretty much. So, obviously, he is priced at where he's going to score, and he's probably not going to fluctuate too much between it. I understand that. Um, and the only time that he was doing better was when Anthony Sebo was playing him 80 minutes every week, and he was scoring 70, 80 points a game. And everyone was just laughing because it's set and forget captain. Don't have to worry about him. Um, but for me, I'm just I'm going to be selfish, and I have to go – I feel like I have to go because I haven't had him and I don't want to miss out on him again. But I do see the argument that you're saying that there are better value um, options. And it's not just Murray. There are other ones. I'm just using Murray as an example um, where you can save yourself a little bit of money, spread that money around for your squad, make it stronger in different positions and still have a decent vice captain. But that's the thing with me. You just need a good vice captain because obviously Cleary, if you're going to go with Cleary, 
or Heinz. They've both got their earlier draw than Payne. So you just need, I don't know, a decent vice captain, I suppose, if you're not going to go Payne, but there are options out there. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty much either way. There's argument for both sides. Um, I don't know if really any of them are wrong because they're, they're both logical. Um, Adam Reynolds, mate, unless you want to talk anything more about Payne. No, I don't think so. I think we talked enough about pain at the moment. I think so. Let's move on to Adam Reynolds. Um, he's priced at 705k break, even at 51. Um, I purchased him last year for a brief period. Uh, I had to choose between him and Sean Johnson. It was a great selection from me. Um, but he, look, he scored reasonably well for my side. I'm not going to say good on you, Adam. Go send him some more Legos and get injured. Um, but like he he had he didn't have those big scores, right? as consistently compared to some of the other gun halves. And that's what let him down. Um, I can see him. I don't know if you've got anything uh, to say here with him, but I can see him going 45 to 50 average potentially this year, maybe slightly higher. Uh, Cause I looked at his stats last year and um, last year he scored above 40 and 17 out of his 20 games he played. And 13 of those 17 games were between 50 and 78 points. So he actually scored quite well. Um, but for me, you're not going to buy him because it's just, there's just players that have present more value and you want to go with said guns in the um, half position. I think that's pretty much it for him. I agree. Yeah. So I would stay away from Adam Reynolds. Perfect. If I, was, yeah, if I was you. Perfect. I'm not getting him again. Dean Mariner, mate. Uh, price at 450K, break him at 33. Um, Talk to me about D-Mariner. I suppose he was battling for that wing spot. Yeah. Um, I'm not really interested at this point still. Um, yeah. I still feel, obviously, Staggs and Cobbo are looking like the centres, so he's only mm. going to get a wing spot. And I'm just not sure at that price that he's worth it, you know, someone in there. He's, he has played a few games before. Yeah. Um, he played on the wing against the Eels at the Gabba. I do remember that. Um, he played a few in the centres as well, I think. So um, he hasn't really played a full season and just historically 450K as a as a starting, you know, youngish player in that position in the outside backs is not great. So I would be passing him up. He Does he have the duel or he will have the duel? I think he has it already. I'll just look it up quickly. Um, yeah, he's got it already, so... Yeah. That that's a positive. He's owned by eleven percent of people, which is quite interesting. Yeah, that's quite um, high. Yeah, um, maybe because of his average last year was forty point eight. You have to do it. a bit more research in there, but um, no. Well, I, I can look at his wing games from last year um, because he had that average of forty three on the wing off throughout his career. He's had scores of forty two, twenty, and sixty eight. But the forty two and the sixty eight, uh, they both had two tries in those games each. So obviously heavily impacted from attacking stats. Yeah. That, I, yeah. He's played one game in the wing with no tries and he only got 20. If he was a hundred, hundred K, 150 K cheaper, he'd be in my team uh, or in my team if he started, but you know, you got Corey Oates there, which we don't know what's going to happen. Really? Yeah. I agree. It's too risky. Yeah. All right. Fletcher Baker, mate, uh, price at 360 K break, even of 26. Um, he is listed on the bench for this trial. Um, there was reports earlier on that he might get a starting spot because he's coming from from the Roosters. Uh, people said that he's been training quite well. He might 
take Flegler's spot, um, but I think they've got, is it Jensen in there? Yeah, that Corey yeah. Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they've gone with just a little bit more experience, which I, I'm not shocked about. Um, if he gets 40 minutes or if he has a 40-minute role, I don't think he will get that. Uh, but if he does, there's some value there. He averages almost 41 points when playing between the 40 to 45 minutes. Um, but I think he'd probably get maybe a 30-minute role, maybe less. We'll wait and see how they're going to line up with the bench. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose, how he performs in the trials as well to consider Fletcher Baker for your team. But at the moment, for me, I don't have him. I had him earlier, but at the moment, he is out. Uh, let's go to Pat Carrigan. Um, he's in the news at the moment. We'll just leave it there. I forgot that about Adam as well. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought you were going to mention that, man. Yeah, Broncos pod, I thought you'd be all over us. I know, straight over. But no, they came out today and they apologized a thousand times and took full responsibility. Um, so, yeah, but they were looking down at the ground when I was saying that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll save it for um, save it for the, the hierarchies of the NRL. Uh <laughs> He's priced at 791k, breaking at 57. Uh, he was slightly underpriced last year. Offered some value to us because I think we both started with him, and a lot of people did. Uh, we sold him. He went on and scored a pretty good. Um, I think it was a pretty good game against Penrith. We were at that game. He just dominated. Yeah, we sold him just before that. Yeah, we were kicking ourselves. We're there spewing because uh, one of our be- um, good friends, uh, Braden, shout out to him. He had him, and he was giving it to us that night. Um, but what's your thoughts on Paddy Carrigan this year, mate? I'm not interested. It's interesting. I'm, I was trying to find out how much he was last year, actually, to start the season. Um, but I don't really think he can. I, this website's not exactly correct, I don't think. No. Um, but I think it was... Yeah, maybe that's not right. 716K, I feel like that's a bit low. Well, maybe that was correct. I'll have to go back to my notes from last year. Yeah. But yeah, started out the season well, first four games. Mm-hmm. Dropped off for three games, really. Um, and one of those games, he only played 53 minutes. So I guess we probably overreacted to that one. We did, um, yeah. Um, if you take that one out, his lowest score was only 42 in that three-game stretch there. So, And then against the Eels, yeah, he got 64. He was offloading at will in the first 10 minutes of the game <laughs> and then went 56, 52, 55, and then 97 against the Penrith Panthers, played the whole game. Yeah, I do see a world where he plays the whole game with Tom, no Tom Flegler. Really? Yeah, I just don't think... Um, I just don't think Kobe Hetherington's quite up to it. Yep. Um, so obviously you got Corey Jensen there. He'll do a job. He's, you know, a 35 to 40 minute prop. Um, you got Jordan Ricky and Brendan Piakura on the edge. Now what I can see is I can see probably Carrigan going for a spell maybe onto the edge. Yep. For a little bit to spell probably Piakura because he's inexperienced. Um, then obviously the other big boys will come on Kobe Hetherington and Fletcher Baker, most likely, or it could be Marty, Marty Tapao. I'm not really sure there, but let's say it's Baker and Hetherington come on. They're not going to be on for too long either, I don't think. So one of them will split the minutes with Jensen. The other one will probably just play 20 minutes um, in the middle while while the edge is off or something like that. And I think Carrigan could possibly play 80. However, I'm not sure if that warrants me to select him in my fantasy team at the moment. 
obviously, if this news with the you know the incident that's come out today, I, I don't expect he'll miss any games. No. Um, so if he you know if he gets off just with a fine or something, and then is available, I'd, I'd like to see him in the trials here um, and just see what their rotations are like because you know he's a leader of the Broncos, and without Flegler, he'll need to step up. Yeah. He was 716K as well. I just double-checked from last year. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm I'm not really interested. Like, it is going to be interesting to see how he goes and if he does get more minutes. Um, I feel like that might be maybe split between him and Payne. We just don't know. It's so many uncertainties with it. Um, he's definitely one for draft, though. Maybe Phil not to pick him up for draft if you get the opportunity. Um, let's move on to Reese Walsh. Ooh. Yes. I know you're interested about Reese. Uh, price is 664k, break even of 48. Uh, here's another player who stepped up last season, uh, took their game to the next level. That obviously resulted in higher fantasy scores. Um, he went from a 37 average, for example, in 2022 to a 48 average last season. Um, he's highly owned, mate, at 20.8% of coaches currently starting with him. Mm. Do you have him? Unfortunately, no, at the moment. I, I did have him there for a while, yes. as you do know. Yep. Um, I think my senses came to me that it may be, maybe it's a bit risky to start with Reese Walsh. Yeah. Uh, although I do think he's going to have another good season. I think, I his, think his, his combination with Mam and, and Reynolds and even Carrigan at the lock there, he's just, he is the focal point of the attack, really. Yes. Um, he gets the ball in hand and something happens. And that's the type of player I want in my fantasy team, if I'm yeah. being honest. Um, I I did have him last year at the end of the season, and he, he didn't end the season that well. He was okay in a couple mm-hmm. of games. Um, but, yeah, he, he really started the year off well and then sort of dipped a bit um, into origin. Um but yeah, I think he'll build on that. 664K, though, is interesting. Um, he, he probably is going to make maybe, what would you see? I could see him making up maybe up to 750 tops. He'll probably get there at some point with fluctuations because wing fullback position is very volatile. Um, and I also want to see the news with Jaden Campbell. If Jaden Campbell cannot play round one, obviously I'm probably going to have not going to have him because then they have a bye. So you're missing out two weeks there. So I might have some cash in bank to to go Reese Walsh, or I might even bite the bullet and go with a proven gun in one Kalen Ponga. Ooh. Okay, interest you in one. Uh yes, you can. Uh, um yes. yeah, and then and then I definitely obviously won't get Reese Walsh if I do the KP. So Yeah. Yeah. Um the thing with this, I, I know 21% of people have him, and I can see why, because I did have him as well. It's just an exciting to have in your fantasy team. Relies a lot on, on attacking stacks, and they think the Broncos are going to go well, which I think they they will. Um, he's probably a good buy. He's, he's probably, you know, slightly underpriced. Their draw, though, is quite tough to start the season. Just got to think of that. Roosters, Rabbits, Penrith, Cowboys, Melbourne, and mm. Dolphins, who have been pretty good against Broncos last year. That's the first six games. That could be interesting. Um, and that first game in Vegas as well, I'm just not entirely sure. It's a smaller field. He might get as many attacking opportunities. Yeah. it's. Um, I think it's it's a no from me on Reese Walsh, 
but I can see why you would have him. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm a no at the moment. Um, there's something that we haven't really mentioned uh, on the potty yet, with the, which is the one of the new rule changes. Um, I think it's called downtown or something, where the players uh, can't be... Um, I think it's in front of the... Well, no, they can be in front of the kicker, but they can't actually run down the field until the ball has been kicked on the last play or whenever it's done. So I think a good example of coming from memory for me is I always see Jack DeBellin running along before Ben Hunt kicks the ball. Fullback and the wingers earlier. So the NRL is trying to stop that out. That might maybe increase Reese Walsh's um, run meters. It probably will. And you never know, he might create more attacking chances from that new rule. I think it'll probably impact a lot of the the wingers. It might actually bring some of those running wingers like a Brighton Toto potentially back into the frame of fantasy this year. Um, but I think you've got it spot on there. I think that's the draw on um, where he's priced at the moment. There's probably just better options. Um, but the excitement factor is intriguing. Um, Xavier Wilson, priced at 263K is our next player. His break even is 19. Um, I've just got him listed there because you know he might get more minutes this season. He played quite well apparently over the weekend i don't know who you guys versed in that trial was it winham maybe yeah i think it was winham winham um so apparently he played quite well on that um so you never know he might find his way onto the bench might get increased minutes as a result uh, but i suppose we'll just have to wait and see and if he does get more minutes and his ppm's okay he's probably just one for the emergencies he's got the dual middle and edge so you may be able to plug him in if there's no one else uh better i suppose for your squad uh, Ezra Mams, the next player, price at 450k, break even of 33. This is interesting. Um, he's currently owned by 19.2% of coaches. Why he would be, I don't know. Um, he averaged two points less last season compared to 2022. I looked at that today. He's he averaged less last year, but more people are interested this year. I, I don't know. Why, obviously, he had a ripper final series. The grand final was outstanding. Scored a hat-trick. That's not going to happen every game. Um, maybe people are thinking, Nick, this is the only way I can assume people are getting him. He's just cheaper. They probably think he's obviously a little bit older. Combinations after a year having that spine, they might be slightly better this year. That might maybe lean to increase miss, but their draw, as you said, it's not really favorable to start off with, so... I, for me, it's a no. I don't know what your thoughts are on Ezra. Well, his scoring is all about attack again, like yep. Reese Walsh. He His worst statistics are kick meters. He averaged 19 and a half kick meters last year. So he doesn't kick at all. So you're not getting any base there. Um, he's missed He missed 4.6 tackles a game. Um, so that's not great. And obviously, I, I feel like he'll improve in the missed tackles eventually, but the, the base is really bad. Like in the last game of the regular season, he played 80 minutes against Canberra, scored a try, and only got 23 points. Mm. You know, so like um, it, it's just someone you can't rely on. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry for, for fantasy perspective here. Um, he might go on a good run. You know, he can put a few good games together, but then, you know, tougher games, and obviously they're starting with tough games, He he's likely to miss a lot of tackles, and he doesn't have the base to to get you up to that 35 points a game that you need. Yep. So pretty much no-go for us. No-go. Yeah. Shout out to Dom right. Sutton. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you. Bruh.
All right, Brennan Piacora. Um, he's priced at 399k, break even of 29. Um, he looks set to start on the edge, obviously. It's no surprise he's there this week uh, with Kurt Capewell moving to the, the Waz. Um, he averaged 41 from 77 minutes last season when starting on the edge, so that's not too bad. Obviously, there's some value there. I think it's quite simple. He should be in your team and hopefully should make us some money. Whether he's going to play 80 is the other question, um, but let's just hope he's got a big enough role that he can potentially progress into the 500s. That would be nice. Maybe even get to the low 600s. And if he does any better than that, that's probably exceeding uh, what I'm thinking at the moment. But yeah, I think he's a no-brainer at the at this stage, just at his price. I agree. Very good. Jesse Arthur's mate, um, he's been, I'm not going to lie, he's actually has been in and out of my team um, earlier. He hasn't been in there recently. Um, he's priced at 344k, break-in of 25, has the centre and winger fullback duel. Um, he looks like he'll be starting on the right wing for Cobo, uh, who's shifting into the centres. Uh, the only thing I've looked at in regards to this, I'm not sure if you have, is Cobo averaged 42 on that wing last year with 19 tries. Um, Arthur's, I suppose, might get more of an attacking opportunity, which is why people are considering him, and he's a cheaper centre option. Um, but I don't think he probably will average 42. It would be unbelievable if he does. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Because I think he's reasonably highly well. I think he's in the teens, potentially, at the moment. I'll have a quick look. 17.5%, mate. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just looking here. His his highest ever score in fantasy is 57. Yeah, right. That was in the centers as well. Um, his highest ever score on the wing is like not that great. Yeah. So um, he's not a high upside play, which yeah. is probably what you want in your wing fullbacks. Um, yeah, his highest score as a winger is 43 in his career. Um, so. If that's his highest score, and he's got like he's got a floor of zero, he scored zero in seventy minutes last year against the Rabbits on the wing for the Broncos. So that's his range there for you. So he's got a break even of twenty five. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a good play fantasy no. wise, um, especially if he's on the wing, which is where he will be if he's if he gets the spot. So Jesse Arthur is is a big no go from me. From you, there you go. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty much, I, I, I think he's a no-go. Like, I have thought about it. I've gone back and forward, but the more I think about it, it's just no. All right, I don't think there's anyone else there from the Broncos side that we really need to discuss, unless there's someone that you can think of off the top of your head, mate. No, mate, pretty much went through the whole team, so. Yep, let's do that again for the Manly Seagulls. Um They've got the round 13 buy as well, which is the first week of the Origin buy rounds. They've got the round 17 buy and also the round 22 buy. All right, let's start off with Daily Cherry Evans. Price at 877K, break even at 63. Average 64 last season was one of the better halves that you could own. Had a great run home. I think he had a few 90s, maybe even cracked the uh, 100 points at one point. Um for me, and I'm assuming it probably would be for you as well, Nick, the concern I have is his new halves partner in Luke Brooks um, and whether Luke Brooks might take away some of um, DCE's base stats 
And therefore, obviously, DC will probably potentially drop in price. Um, I, that's the only concern I have with DCE. And for me, it makes him too risky to start with. I don't know if you've got any other thoughts around him. Um, A lot of people are not talking about Daly Cherry Evans. At I know, all. it's interesting. Even, even for draft selections. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's interesting. Um, I feel like, yeah, I don't think it's going to have a big effect. I think Manly have played a certain way for a while. Daly Cherry Evans, Daly Cherry Evans, sorry, has been there for his whole career pretty much, I think. Yeah. So he's been there for years. He knows how the team runs. He, The players around him know how he plays and where he's going to kick the ball. So I think Daly Cherry Evans will do a lot of kicking still. He'll do mo- mostly kicking. Luke mm-hmm. Brooks will just be there as the bull runner and can chime in from time to time with a kick, um, you know, with an alternative option down one side if the hooker wants to go that way. Um, yeah, but I think he will decline slightly, but not that much. He'll probably, you know, his break even 63, 877K. He'll probably average 60. Yeah, I was going to say I see him averaging between 55 and 60. So if he does better, great. We can get him in as our third um, half option potentially. Um, Hamole Olakwatu, pretty much go through him real quick here. He's priced at 715k, breaking at 52. It's where he was last year. Um, I've just got listed. He just could be a potential gun second rower option for the end of the season. Um, and that'll be just a, a pod gun as well. Um, he isn't one to start with for me. Simple as that. There's so much value in the edge that we've already spoken about this year. And one of those players potentially that could be. At some value for us, depending on what role they play, is Joshua Schuster. He's priced at 408k, break even at 30. He's got the edge and half jewel. But as we've seen, he is on the uh, bench for them at the moment for this weekend with Burbo Benchavovic starting, um, who we'll also discuss soon. Um, last time Schuster played on the edge, he, was, he played quite well. Um, I think he scored... From, pretty reasonably as well in terms of fantasy. Um, I had him, but he's out now, obviously, because he's not named. Nick, do you think, um, I don't know, we just keep Josh Schuster in the back of our minds at the moment and see if he can potentially pick up a spot as we get closer to round one or as the season progresses? Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. If he if he's starting back row, I'd have him in your team. And the advantage yep. is he's playing in Vegas, so we will know um, yep. in those first games. If he's not in the second row and he's just on the bench, I wouldn't have him, no. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has, he's got a good fantasy average in the second row, 47.4 in his career. But all of those games but one were in 2021, which was the sort of inflated season of statistics and when Manly went very, very well that Brilliant. year as well. So, but still at a break even of 30, he's, you know, averaging in the forties, that's still a buy. So yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty simple. If he starts on the edge, you're taking Josh Schuster. And if he's on the bench, don't. Yeah, I agree. He's obviously had a, um, he's been impacted uh, with multiple things throughout the preseason thus far. I think he's, I don't know if he's had a calf, a finger issue or something, and chicken pox or some, something like that. Um, but yeah, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see how he goes. Luke Brooks is the next player. Price at 576K, breaking from 42. Um, he's joined, obviously, from the West Tigers. 
Um, he averages 41 when starting at 5'8". That's where we're going to say he's going to play. Um, I feel like he potentially could score better than that in a stronger team. Obviously, the Tigers have been pretty weak for a couple of years. Uh, there's no hiding that. Um, and I just feel like he's got more attacking uh, threats around him. He can utilize them. Might pick up some more attacking stats for his fantasy scores. Um, he's obviously too risky to pick up, though, and he's not someone that I'm suggesting you pick up. I just feel like he might have a better season. Um, and you never know. He could be one for draft. He'd probably do a lot worse than Luke Brooks. Um, Ruben Garrick, price at 639k, break even at 46. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to start. If he's going to start on the in the centers or the wing, depending on what I, I suppose whatever new they go down because he played center a little bit last year. Um, what's your thoughts, mate? Uh, yeah, considering Ruben Garrick with that duel, not really. No, no. I don't think any, many many people are. If uh, Tommy Turbo gets injured, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's got, the thing. Like, he's got you've the got Garrick. Yeah, well, that's it. You've got Garrick who might slot in for Tommy Trevojevic, or you might have Cooler because he did a job last year. But Stubby Cooler, can of cola. That's him. <laughs> I actually really like him. I think he's a Same. really good player, and I want to put him in my fantasy team as a center because he has the jewels still, doesn't he? Pretty sure yes. he does. It, you know how good it would be, and I don't think they're going to do this, but if Tommy Trevojevic would play and start in the centers for them and they play Cooler out the back, like... It'd be unbelievable. Mm. Anyway, Ruben Garrick, real quick. Um, for me, I can only see us picking him up potentially throughout the season if he drops in price. And as we said, gets um, a more involved role, I suppose you could say, um, for Manly. And then he, we can actually plug him into our centers if he's going to be starting at, at fullback or wherever. But we need to probably wait and see what he does. He, he's too expensive to start off with. Agree. All right, Tommy Turbo. I've just got uh, his price listed here at six hundred fifty-three k, breaking at forty-seven, and I have got listed one for draft. What? That's all I've got. I'm not interested in him. You're not interested in Tommy Turbo? No, not at the moment. I need to see him first, mate. Full preseason. Yeah. Six fifty-three k. I haven't seen him in the flesh this year, though. We obviously we saw him last year, so actually it was the year before, wasn't it? At that point. But for the preseason, yeah, it was there. No, it was just last season, like just before last season. Yeah, but wasn't it twenty twenty two? Yeah, it was in December yeah. twenty twenty two. Yeah, but it was the preseason before he went over to America. Before he went for his rehab. See, but he didn't see. He didn't have a preseason last year. So I'm saying, like, no, he sort of yeah. did, but he didn't. Yeah. So are you interested? Well, he did score hundred and five last year, Callum. Oh, I don't know if you recall that one. Not really. Maybe I should ask my brother. He had him in draft. He probably remembers. And then, and then the next game he played after that, he scored uh, seventy nine. Oh my! Right. Uh, and then, and then he didn't play again. And then he didn't play again. He was gone, injured <laughs> from the. Yeah. Well, he's definitely one for draft. I've got that, you know, big tick here on my on my sheet. I got that correct. I just obviously the injury, yeah, is a concern. The injury yeah. history he has. I just I don't know when you would take him though, if you're not taking him at the start of the season because yeah. um, round seventeen he's going to be out with the buy. He's going to be out round sixteen, obviously for overall players. But if we're focusing on head to head here, he's probably not a late season purchase because he misses two rounds. 
and at the late season stage. So why would you have him there? Yeah, it's true. Um, the only time I can see him potentially having value in your team is at the start of the season. Mm. Do you want to go through their draw? I've got it here. Please. Rabbits, Roosters, <laughs> Parramatta, mm. Inter Dragons. So, yeah, they might win that one. Maybe. Penrith, Warriors, Titans, Parramatta again, Canberra, Dolphins. Broncos and Melbourne before the bye. So Not great. quite interesting, quite interesting. I, I probably, those rounds are a, probably a little bit tougher compared to you know, an average draw. You know, they you have good matchups though against Canberra, I think um, Gold Coast, Warriors, Dragons, even Parramatta. I don't think their defense is that great. Um, no, I can see them scoring all right. Dolphins they have in there as well, you know, so... I'm slightly intrigued here. Interesting. Tommy Turbo or Reese Walsh? Hmm. That's a tough one. Or or none. Well, if that's the option, I'm choosing that. <laughs> You're choosing none. Wow. Yeah, well, I've I've got Paps who I think we everyone has Paps. Yeah, everyone that's has Paps. You're gonna have him. You're gonna have to have Paps and you're gonna have to I've got Jane Campbell. Have, like, Jane Campbell. If Jane Campbell's unavailable though. Jane Campbell's unavailable. You've only got Paps. You're probably plugging in Chevy Stewart slash KO Weeks or both of them. Why not both? Yep. <laughs> but then you need someone else. You can't have well, those two running in your wing fullbacks. Who's to say why not go maybe if Campbell's going to be out for get more information, he's going to be out for a yeah. little bit longer. Why not a Keanu Kinney? Because I feel like they'll keep... But he's out round two. Yeah, I know. But then you can plug in one of those Raiders blokes potentially just for that week. Yeah, but then if Kinney, Kinney could be like round three, round four, and he might be out after round four. Yeah. The other option is, which if Campbell's, you know, going to be back for that round three, you look to see who has the round three buy, which is the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and you pick up a hammer. That's just a waste and of a trade. It's a waste of a trade, but if you're playing overall, it's not the worst choice, really. You're wasting a trade, and you know you're going to waste that trade, but. I'm trying to hold trades this year because I ran out very early last year. Um, but oh, I don't know. Flip a coin between Tommy Turbo and Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh put in a better team. I... Turbo, Turbo is the focal point. So is Reese. Luke Brooks and DCE feeding Tommy Turbo around the back. Yeah. Now, you know what? Go Tommy Turbo. Have I convinced you? I want to know how many people I convinced after this podcast about Tommy Turbo. Probably two. 6.4% own him, I think, or something like that. Yeah, not that that high. No, you could always go against the pack and say, yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. Anyway, I reckon that's enough time for Tommy Turbo. He's got enough air time now. See what he does in the trials. Yeah, share that to him. Made of the show. Um, Let's go to Stubby Cooler, can of cola. As you called him, um, price hmm. there four ninety, break even at thirty five. For me, he's only an option, as I said before, if he starts at fullback. He averaged ninety three at fullback last season from two games. Guess hmm. what he scored in those games? Seventy seven and one hundred and ten. Those games though were against the Bulldogs and the West Tigers. So. Use that information as you will. Um, 
he would be a gun center if he starts a fullback. That's just all I have to say about him. He would be unbelievable. We just chuck him in. He's got great pace. He didn't look out of place last year. I know he was versing a weaker teams, um, but he was pretty good. So I suppose 100 meters in both those games. Yeah. Yeah. Boy can run. He was get, I'm pretty sure he broke through the line a few times in those games and um, set up a few chances for the team. Because I was watching, it was unbelievable, especially that 110. Did it? Was one of those games he didn't even score a try or he only scored like yeah, one? Yeah, the Bulldogs game, he didn't score a try. And that was the 100. No, that was a 77. That was 77. Yeah, that's pretty good. He had three try assists and three line breaks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Please play fullback and you'll be in my team. 16 tackle breaks against the Tigers. Oh, boy. That's the highest I've seen for quite a while. Yeah, they can't tackle. Uh, I, I, I would think... put him in my team if yeah, if he was fullback. Yeah, sure. this is my fullback, yeah. I'm even considering him at centre, but then he has some really bad centre games, so you he can't does. go there, probably. He does. I had him in draft last year, and it was a headache for a period of time just watching him at centre. Um, Lockie Croker, I've got listed next, 604K, breaking at 44. Um, he had a good run in the middle of last season. Not sure if you can recall that. Um, I had him in draft and I was actually almost selecting him every week in front of Damien Cook at one point because he was the best averaging hooker for about, I think, maybe a month there. Um, but anyway, if he plays 80 minutes, he averages around 47. It's not enough value from that break even at 44. Um, and as I had for Tommy Turbo, he is one for draft. Um, Tommy Talao, mate, moves over from West Tigers. He's at 265K, break even at 19. I swear we've spoken about this bloke for the past two seasons. Um, he's always cheap. And he's cheap for a reason. Uh, but he has moved to a new club. Are you intrigued to see if Tommy Talao gets a spot? And if he does, will you consider selecting him in your emergencies? Well, or in starting? I've currently got him in my emergencies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. No. I feel like... So obviously Cole has got one center spot. The other spot's between... Brad, Scorpio, Parker, and Tommy Talao, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, or they might do a Ruben Garrick and put someone else on the wing, but yeah. I don't see that. I happening. don't like that, though. I think Garrick's no. a good winger. Yeah, same. So, yeah, Parker or Talao, I can see Talao winning that spot, but even then, he's proven to be a pretty poor scorer. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, Parker's maybe training to be on the edge, they've noted as well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't think Tiger system. should be in the team anymore. Nah, old Scorpio. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Talao. Yeah, I, I I don't like it. So if you can find someone else that can cover your center wing back, uh, center wing fullback spot, I would highly recommend. Hopefully, Ben Trebojevic is the cheap center we're looking for. Yeah, well, uh, I've got that Warriors bloke. Um, actually, I've just remembered in front of Tommy Talao at the moment. Oh, we're talking about that soon. Yes, we will. Yeah, yes. So Tommy Talao is fine if he's playing, but I'd try and yeah. find a better option if you can. But there's yeah. probably not many there. That's it for Tommy Talao. Um, Burbo, Ben Trebojevic. Uh, um, we've already spoken about him a little bit. This potty price at 256. Oh, 256. Just 250, sorry. Break even uh, at 18. I had here might start, but he is listed to start in this trial in front of Schuster. Um, he obviously, I've already mentioned... Played the trial game last week against the Bunnies. I believe it was a first half hat trick, not just a hat trick, it was a first half one. Um, his combination with Luke Brooks, apparently that was noted. Uh, they combined quite well together. Um, I don't know if you've seen the reel, I've seen it on Facebook um, of him, 
the ball picking picked up from the dummy half, gone out to Luke Brooks. It was a long pass, and Luke Brooks is a short ball straight to Burbo in the corner. Um, looked pretty schmick. Um, if he gets a start, I'm probably going to pick him up. Like there is risk because you've got Josh Schuster in the background who can come in at any point of time. Um, but Tavoyevic, he's obviously impressed to get to the position where he is at the moment and be in front of Schuster. Yes, Schuster's had some interruptions throughout the preseason and that might have um, helped Burbo's claims to that spot. Um, but I think it's a no-brainer if he... Well, I don't know if it's a no-brainer, but if he does start, I think you can consider him because he's going to be on the edge. He's listed as a centre and he's that cheap. You can even start with him in your team and not even put him in your emergencies if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll be picking him if he's starting edge mm. at round one, yeah, for sure. I'll probably put him in my bench to cover edge and center. Yeah. Well, I've got him starting at the moment after. Yeah. Uh, I might have to. There might be other yeah. center options. Yeah. I finally got two cheap centers back in Iro and Trevojevic. Isn't that yuck? Um, but yeah. What, what does he average? I've got listed here. When he plays over 50 minutes on the edge, he has an average of 46 from 71. So that's unbelievable value. If he can get somewhere near that with a break into 18. Um, I think we've discussed the whole team again from Manly. So let's finish uh, with the Waz, mate, our final team to get through. We've only got a short list here um, compared to the other two teams. They've got the round 13 buy as well. Uh, they've got the round 19 buy, which is the third week of the origin buy round. And then they've got round 27, which for us, we're not even playing round 27. Um, I believe that is the case for most head-to-head leagues. So Waz players, fine. Best um, players to have in head-to-head, or are head they? Head-to-head. Well, that's If that's there's it. good players. That's it. And I don't know if there are any. Let's start with Adam Fanua Blake. Price at 792K. Break-even at 57. Um, yeah. You had him a couple of years ago. That went so good because he averaged 43 points from 54 minutes that year. Last year, he got 57 from 59. Yeah. Um, it was a year yeah, early. came out of nowhere. I'm predicting, I don't know what you're predicting for his season. I think he will drop in his points this year. I feel like if they have all their forwards fit, he mightn't get as many minutes. Yes, he was one of the better forwards last year in the competition. I think he won one of the Daly M ones with Payne Haas. Um, but for me, I feel like he might drop back with his points. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. I haven't yeah. really investigated AFB that that. Closely, probably because he burnt me two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Start of the season real bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at the other middle forwards around that, right? If you you got Jack DeBellin, who's 1K more expensive. You got Tino, 1K more expensive. I'd go both of them over AFB. Pat Carrigan is 1K cheaper. I'd go Pat Carrigan over AFB. And Cameron Murray is 787, which is, what, 5K cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be going Karen Murray over him. Around that price range, I feel like the others yeah. have more value than AFB. Yeah. Yeah. Nickel Clookstar, I've got him listed next. Uh, not relevant for me. He's priced at 551K break, even a 40. Just not relevant this year. Agree. Chance. Right. Roger Tool. Yeah, chance. Don't take a chance with chance. Roger Toolbars a Sheck, priced at 619K break, even a 45. Probably one of the more intriguing options. At the Waz, Nick, are you interested at all in RTS in his return to Rugby League? Not really. No. Well, he doesn't be have a draft draw. selection. 
Yeah, it doesn't have the jewel yet, but he should pick it up because he's obviously been named at center. So, and that's where he's been um, expected to be named, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say is probably only going to be um, an option, I suppose, if something does happen to a to a chance and he goes to fullback? That's probably the only time you'd maybe consider him unless he comes out and scores well. That's probably it. Yeah. Has he ever even played center before? Probably not. not I don't know. Six. He was a gun gun fullback, mate, in fantasy, looking back at these he was. stats. He was. I do remember. Yeah. Been playing this game for a while. You have been. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just don't see his stats at centre being that great. No. Um, nowhere near the 45 break-even that he needs. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, SJ, Shawnee Johnson. Love Sean Johnson. Player. What a player from last year, eh? Great trade-in by me, and you trade in Adam Reynolds. Yeah, hey, well, that's just for the uh, head-to-head, mate. I picked him up in the overall. That was fine. Uh, this year, though, 872K, a lot more expensive last year. I'm pretty sure he's maybe mid-400s last year, maybe low fives. Um, Break-even at 63. He averaged 39 um, in the 2022 season. So it's a big jump, big jump to get to 63 last year. But he did everything in that side. I suppose the main question is for this season regarding Sean Johnson is will he be able to keep going with this and I suppose produce scores and run this side and get them into the finals again? Do you think he'll be that good? And if so, will that produce in fantasy scores for us? I don't think so. He's he's getting on a bit here, Sean Johnson. I think he had a like a career year, really. So yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't expect that again this year. Unfortunately, it would be nice to to watch that again, though. It was some classic games mm. Warriors played last year. Yeah, and he was always in the in the middle of it, the center of attention, carving up for him. Um, yeah, well, I remember a couple of games like it was yesterday, like the Sharks comeback. Yeah. yeah, I remember that interview after the game. Like they were getting absolutely smashed, and then another game he went off. I think it was against Canberra with a HIA or something. Came back on and got an intercept try in the yep. last minutes of the game. Yep. Yeah, scored another twenty points just from one player, whatever it was. And I was just blown up. I'm like, finally, he's not going to make any more money, and he kept going. Oh, yeah, it was just great stuff. It. I loved it, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. He's probably a no go. Um, Definitely one for draft. Why not? You can take a risk. There's probably safer options, but he'll be he'll be a fine option. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tohu Harris, the old man, um, covered with heaps of strapping tape, um, head to toe. He's priced at seven hundred and thirty six k, breaking fifty three. Um, oh, I'm not interested. Tohu, no, not really. No. I don't think we've said it last year. If Jester Vunga's in the team. We've noticed Tohu drops a bit and just takes minutes and points as well away from him. Um, I Simple as that. I just don't think he's got any upside whatsoever at this point in time. Uh, Wade Egan is another one for me. Yeah, he's priced at 587K, breaking at 42. I don't see him playing 80. He probably needs to and needs attacking stats to be relevant. I agree. He always is a tempting price, isn't he? But yeah. He is, and he always goes on that run where he scores. Yeah. Like obviously, he scored a lot of tries last year, um, but he has the um, capability of doing that compared to other um, hookers. He's just got the attacking ability to go out and just go bang and score a quick couple of points. But 
no, there's better options. Um, now, the bloke I was talking about earlier, the last bloke for our potty this week, um, Ali Leah Tao. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. I'll find out over the weekend when I hear his name in the commentary. Um, price at 300K, break in of 22. Um, he's, I believe he's only listed as a winger at the moment, but he played one game in the centres last season, scored 39 from 68 minutes, and that was against the Raiders. Don't think that had a try. Um, so there's decent stats, obviously. Um, it was in the the wire side of last year who were playing quite well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You do, I don't think you really have much on this bloke, Nick, do you? No, mate. Yes. Oh, no tries in that game. Um, 18 tackles is solid. No misses, which is good. Yeah. He's Three done quite points. well, um, I believe, in New South Wales Cup. I really haven't had a chance to look at his stats, but I remember last year people were mentioning him when he got um, given his debut game against the Raiders. Um, and they were, you know, saying that he's going to be a, a good player potentially for the future. Um, I feel like like the only way I'm selecting him is if he gets a center spot. Um, he's probably going up, I suppose, against what, Rocco Berry? I don't know who else they had in there last year in the centers. Um, so if he if he does get one, he'll get the jewel. And he's only a little bit more expensive compared to Tommy Talau. Um, and going off one game just that he's had in the NRL with that 39, that's probably better than Tommy Talau's. Maybe four of his games combined from the past couple of years, where he's only scored in the in the low teens or whatever. Um, but I just think maybe he might be another alternative. The the issue is if you get looking at as I am a Tommy Talao or him for that last spot in my emergencies. Um, Tommy Talao plays in Vegas and Alaleotau plays the week after for the the Wars. So you pretty much have to know that he's going to be selected to pick him in your team over Tommy Talao because if Tommy Talao is named. I'm probably going to have to go with him, but I would like to go this bloke if he does get named. Um, I think he will have some value to him with that break in at 22. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about him. Um, I don't think there's anyone else in this Warriors side that's really fantasy relevant. No, I was just looking at the centers were probably Rocco Berry. They have yeah. Adam Pompey and Marcelo Montoya. True, yeah. Um, Adam Pompey's playing on the wing for the Maori team and Marcelo Montoya's playing uh for the wing in the in the trial. Right. So if that's the case, obviously Montoya on the wing, Pompey could shift to the wing. Yeah. And then you've got um RTS and then um this new yeah, this fella, Leo Artu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we both butchered his name, but we'll find out what it is. Leotua. Over the weekend. That's exactly. yeah. Sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, Should I say lock it in, another Warriors center? Oh, please don't, because last time that happened, I locked that player in. Yeah. Nothing, so please don't. Then everyone in our comp except me locked him in. Yeah, I know. So please don't say it. Good for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Um, I believe that's probably it for this week's potty, so we'll end it there. Um Next week, uh, as I said earlier, we're going to be going through the Roosters and also the Cowboys. Uh, we'll smash them out. We'll also discuss about uh, how all of our players that we're keen to keep an eye on 
um, this week for this, what is it, the week one preseason challenge, they call it. Um, we'll see how they go. And then also we'll look at the week two preseason challenge trials, go through the team list there because that will give us a, more of an understanding of who's going to be in for round one. Um, look at the roles that they're going to play. And then we might even go through, depending on how much time left we have in the potty, a potential ladder prediction from all three of us. Hopefully Riley can join us next week. Um, and then we'll be all back on giving us, or giving you, I suppose, our expertise and going through everything before round one, just, just around the corner. Just around the corner. Sounds exciting, mate. Sounds exciting. Can't wait. All right. Well, thank you once again for listening, and we will catch you all in the next one. Goodbye.